What's up? Welcome back. It's your man Chuck, resident member of the Garrison Squad. And today we are taking a walk down memory lane. And you got my co-host. It's your girl Mikasa, your regular badass checking in for another week. And you are listening to Black on Time. So this week, we really got into the nucleus of the father of the year and his two offspring. So after watching this episode, I just want to know if you still think Grisha is a terrible father. Yes. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, like no, nothing about your no, none of your opinion of, of him changed. No, it doesn't negate the fact that he was a bad father to Zeke. That is true. He can't undo that. I mean, he apologized, which is great, but he's dead. Well, I don't know, because like when I was seeing those scenes of him like loving on Zeke or like still remembering his family, I, I mm-hmm. kind of I kind of was like, oh, so he's really not this terrible monster that I thought he was. Um, just because you're not a monster doesn't mean you're not a deadbeat, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'm not saying he's a monster. I am saying he's still a deadbeat. Yes, he's still a terrible father. And Debbie qualifies you as being a terrible father. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Oh. So how did your, uh, like, how did this episode change your views on how you think time works in all of this? No, don't. Let's not get into those type of questions because it didn't help anything. It just made it more confusing. So I'm just really here for the ride, honestly. Yeah. Because I'm just like, who's moving the time? How are they able to pinpoint memories? Like, how does Zeke know all of these memories to be able to even get back to them? Like, I have several questions and I'd rather just watch and hope they're answered than. Rack my brain about this question. Yeah. Yeah, I I get that. But I just couldn't help thinking during the episode, like, so has everything that we watched before was that a lot? Like was essentially yes. (sighs) Ultimately, I feel like this is all just been Aaron's long plan, even before Aaron knew it was Aaron's plan. Yeah. I just, it's really weird that, like, this non-existent person was pulling all of these strings as a non-existent person that existed at the same time, you know? Or did he always exist? What came first, the chicken or the egg, right? He may be always in that path. We don't know. True, true. So. Just the same way he's technically in this path right now, but his head and his body are separated from each other. That whole thing is going on, isn't it? He is technically still in like living limbo, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh man, Attack on Titan is a 
very intricate anime. Like it's definitely a head scratcher. Yeah. It's like, not I, one of those happy go lucky. You can just be like, oh, okay, I know everything is gonna happen. It's like you never know what the fuck is gonna happen. No, you don't. You, you really don't. Speaking of happy go lucky, I really want to talk to you about Black Hover and the manga this week. But okay. Oh, <laughs> um, so we're gonna do a quick aside on that. You want to do it on the show? I mean, a little bit because, like, when I was looking at like that manga in comparison to the AOT manga, and really the main reason I want to talk about it is because my girl Mario Leona, um, mm-hmm. like how no matter what happens, like she keeps coming back, and I kind of think that time is not necessarily linear in that series either. Um, so and I think that there are a little bit of parallels with just the way that the manga, because reading the manga this week, and I'll try not to give any spoilers, but reading the manga this week in, compar- re- in comparison to the AOT manga um, this week or this episode, uh, it was just really cool how um, the realizations that people come to it's always based on what they did or did not do in their past. And they kind of reflect on that, on the mm. kind of how they can get better, you know? I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that that was really, I thought that was really cool um, to kind of see mm-hmm. that repeated. And my girl, Mary Oliana, showing the fuck out. But, you know, she always does that. I mean, that when that's your personality, is it really showing out? I mean, or is it just showing up? <laughs> when Mikasa does some badass shit, right? She's still doing some badass shit. She's still showing out, whether that's her personality or not. Well, I think those both are one and the same. They're really just showing up, and you just expect the best from them, regardless. That's very true. That's very true. One more question before we get into the episode. Mm, you question it today. Okay. I mean, nah, because I was just thinking a lot of stuff. So, um, you know, the only blonde in the show that actually has a backbone that we haven't seen all season in Annie. Uh, when do you think she's going to come into play? That's a very good question. She's in the trail, the opening. So I know she's coming into play. I just don't know when, but I know when she does, Arma gonna have something to do with it. Yeah, they they was making that little egg connection with the yeah. I'm, well, he's I'm, missed off for her for the last few years, so true. I, I don't know. I kind of miss her. She was the one. Um, Marley's so snarky. I mean, she was. She was snarky, and she was definitely a bitch. But I mean, Annie was a bitch. I mean, it's not necessarily being bad, but she was a bitch. Uh, And then she did betray everybody. But she was at least she didn't try to become friends with everybody, like uh, Reiner and uh, Bertolt did. So I kind of respect her for that. But at the same time, she was the 
only person over from the Marley Titans that really just like because she didn't seem to believe in all of the oh Eldians are evil type of stuff like she was really a realist and she was just doing her job that way her dad could you know live safely and he's still over there like oh no I know she's not dead like to this day to this day He's like, I know my daughter ain't dead. And I just, I really appreciate that. So I kind of miss her. Okay. You're sent back today. A little bit, a little bit. But if you want to get into the episode. Please. <laughs> so the episode starts us off. And I did notice a little bird theme in the beginning. I said, oh, they're going to wear this out, huh? Uh, but um, They can. <laughs> so... We're introduced to baby Aaron, and of course, Zeke is salty, and um, he's salty about Grisha forgetting his first family, and you know, we see like baby Aaron, we see Grisha trying to be a dad, and it's kind of funny, because Grisha really acting like he ain't never been a dad before. Oh my like, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, he acting like he don't know how to hold a whole baby. I was like, if this man don't stop. Like, he ain't potty trying to hold kids, like, you're wild. But, he not created a child, but he act like he don't know how to hold a baby. Yeah, that was really funny to me. But you know, um, Zeke continues to take Aaron through Grisha's memories and show him, you know, all the ways that he thinks that Aaron got indoctrinated. And you know, each memory he takes us through, it really just shows Grisha trying to be a good father to Aaron. And you know, we're not seeing any signs of indoctrination, which is funny. But Zeke is you know, getting very jealous because he's realizing, like, damn, Aaron was just love, like, no indoctrination, just straight love. So, <laughs> you know, he did point out that um, Grisha was trying to connect to the royal family. He was like, look, look, you see, he's trying to get with the royal family so he can, you know, get the founding tide and, like, he's not a good guy. And, you know, um, Zeke is, what did Zeke say to him? To, um, he was like our dad something and he was like yeah our dad's an asshole oh, um, when he's talking about that he would uh, just use his job so he could hunt down the king mm-hmm. and, uh, if he slipped up like Aaron, uh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. what was Aaron's mom saying Carla yeah Aaron and Carla they, they would suffer but he just kept doing it because he didn't really care about them you know mm-hmm and so Aaron's like, okay, I get it. I'm I'm not brainwashed anymore. You know, our dad was an asshole and, you know, I should have never been born. And Zeke is looking like, that's not where I wanted us to go. And you're not going to rush through this. He said, but you know what? We have plenty of time. And I was like, oh my God, I can't stand Zeke. He's like the olding, older, annoying brother, like not gonna let you have no fun so after Zeke tells him that they have plenty of time they find out that Grisha has actually found the king's hideout and Aaron's like how did he find that so soon and Zeke's like what is this and he was like it's the king of the walls hideout and so they found out um that you know Grisha found the hideout way before 
he actually stole the founding titan and so you know he's like that's that's not uh correct you know he's not going to get the founding titan to years down the line like he he thinks he know everything and so you know after that Risha goes home and hugs Aaron and starts crying and this is like you know one-year-old Aaron, 18-month-old Aaron. Aaron don't know what's going on. But, you know, Risha's like, no, nah, I can't do this right now. And so uh-huh. Deke real... Are we sure that Aaron doesn't know what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. He, he definitely might. He might be, uh, what you call them, boss babies? That <laughs> <Right>? might be. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, you know, Risha stopped his plan to restore Elia, put that in quotes, um, to restore Elia because, you know, he kept thinking about Aaron. And so Zeke was like, oh, well, I guess, you know, he loved you enough that he will put off his restoration plans. He, you know, woo, 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 me, 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 jealous, jealous, jealous. And so they um, see, well, Aaron spots the picture of the first family and he make he cuts his eyes, but I don't know what that was for. But I did see that, and I was like, "Hmm, interesting." Um, can, can I can I hypothesize about that? Yeah. So, Loki, you know, as we see Zeke being jealous of all the love that Grish is actually showing the second family in comparison mm-hmm. to how he was raised, I think as Aaron is seeing all of this, he. Because at first, I feel like he's bluffing, especially when he's talking about... Um, Who's bluffing? Aaron. When he's like, I'm mm-hmm. not brainwashed. <laughs> oh my gosh, this has worked. We can go home. I think mm-hmm. that that's clearly a bluff. And well, I think it's more sarcasm <laughs> than anything. <laughs> True, because Zeke is kind of just dragging him along. Yeah, because he ride. already told him, he like, you're not going to find nothing in his memories. Nothing yeah, nothing that's gonna get you an answer you think you're looking for, but okay. I do think that when he sees the picture of um Grish's first family, mm-hmm. that's when he kind of realizes that he can kind of use it against Zeke a little bit. Mm. Um, because I I personally feel like Aaron is after watching the episode i feel like aaron is like three steps ahead of z okay mm-hmm. and aaron of course aaron's seen these memories aaron has seen every memory of every attack titan at this point probably right mm-hmm. but i really feel like when he sees that he's like okay i see how zeke is reacting to this i see how mm-hmm. zeke has been reacting to the years of memories that he's been dragging you through so I can kind of use this against him because he doesn't think that our dad still loves him or ever loved him, really. Mm-hmm. So he, I feel like that uh, when Aaron's eyes cut, that's part of Aaron starting to come up with another scheme or another part. Interesting. I can see that. That that definitely makes sense because I do agree. Like after this episode, it does realize it does kind of put you know how last episode you were saying like Zeke had the upper hand and I'm like oh I don't know and I feel like now we back to like um no Zeke (laughs) never really had the upper hand nah not at all but um to end that little part 
Um, we see, you know, the little family, a first family picture. And then when Grisha says Zeke's name in his sleep, startling Zeke. And Aaron's very unimpressed. And he's like, next, Zeke. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what is the emphasis on Zeke's name? But, hmm, I don't know. So, okay, you know how um, Grisha sees Zeke for the first time during this whole scene? Mm-hmm. Well, he thinks he sees Zeke. Well, mm-hmm. he, he thinks he's, he sees Zeke and he doesn't know who's Zeke. Mm-hmm. So when he when that all happens, and he doesn't see Aaron out in the corner because Zeke is standing right in front of him, whatever. But when that all happens, um, do you think that at that point, that's where Pat, the past is beginning to be affected? Like, do you think mm. that, that affects Grisha's actions moving forward? Mm. That's a really good question. I mean, because it could have, but that means that Aaron would have had to know that this would have happened, that he would have been brought into the past in order to make these changes. Which I could see Aaron knowing at least a little bit. True, but it's like, you know, I don't know. It, it was When you get into that kind of space, time continuum kind of set up, it, you just, I don't know. I can know this is probably something that's going to be revealed later on, like how and when it ultimately happened. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it could. I think anything could happen in the past. So, but it's just like, how would, would Aaron be able to do this without Zeke knowing? Because I, I don't know. I feel like Zeke doesn't know a lot. <laughs> like, Zeke thinks that because he spent all this time in the path that he's just so knowledgeable. And Zeke thinks that just because he was indoctrinated twice and overcame both of them in his head, Zeke thinks that he has this upper hand. Zeke thinks that he has all this information. But I don't think that he does. And I think that Aaron, because Aaron has a clear goal, and Zeke is just like, oh, yeah, let's euthanize this. I feel like that kind of lends more to Aaron being able to get away with a lot of this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But, okay. Huh? Mm-hmm. Keep going. Oh, no, I was going to say something else about how the intro, about relating something in the intro to uh, something that happened when we seen uh, Aaron growing up. So, uh, you know how at the end of the intro, there's this crushed butterfly. Mm -hmm. And then we seen Aaron chasing the butterfly. It was the second scene when he was taking his steps and he was running towards Grisha. Mm -hmm. I chased the butterfly and the butterfly got away. Grisha picked him up. Um, butterflies clearly symbolizing traditional change and all that stuff, but also kind of freedom. And seeing the butterfly be crushed uh, at the end of the intro. And I mean, it, we've seen it every week. But um, I think that just kind of, because we've seen 
even though we have established that it's totally possible that baby Aaron could have been scheming too. We've seen um, that crushed butterfly and Aaron chasing the butterfly. That just kind of made me think like about the freedom that Aaron um, feels like he's losing uh, to a point. Uh, that freedom that Aaron has kind of lost by doing all of this. Um, and, and I guess in his mind to try to save all the aliens, uh, it's just seeing the two, like seeing the butterfly, seeing Aaron chase baby butterfly, and now seeing the crushed butterfly, I just, I just know that no matter what happens this season, I just really feel like Aaron's freedom, his innocence, all of that change that he could have undergone, I, I just feel like it's a wrap. I feel like Aaron is probably the least free person on the whole show. Yeah. And that's why he's always chasing me, you know? Yeah. It was even funny because baby, uh, baby Aaron was reaching up towards the bird that we just seen that he doesn't know is out there. So, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of telling a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, after the intro... Where do we start off? Um, after the intro, it comes back, uh, you know, get the little slide with the scene and everything. And then we're seeing uh, Aaron when he's nine. And it opens up with him talking to Armin. So Zeke is still trying to understand uh, that what was going on. And he even says that it's kind of funny that he didn't get brainwashed all this time that their dad didn't do anything special to try to get them to to try to get Aaron to want to save the Eldians like he did with the with everything and Aaron is just kind of spaced out for the whole conversation what he Um, did say I told you that (laughs) before we came through years of his memories in the first place this is true and the, and as it goes to as it goes to that and Aaron uh, and Zeke shows Aaron Risha walking in on Aaron killing a bunch of grown men from Akasa's life um, Aaron says something that really stuck out to me when Aaron and I, this did happen at this point when Aaron said that uh, you, we're not alike like nobody's ever going to take freedom from me i will mm-hmm. make it them first mm-hmm. for me and at that point and the exact quote was rather than letting somebody steal my freedom i'll steal theirs first mm-hmm. and like at that point i was like okay so aaron is still the aaron that i met season one you know like mm-hmm. that's really in my head i was like okay so aaron still we still got og aaron here he's still determined and he's not going to let anybody fuck him over just because they have their mission and it's kind of funny and actually not funny it's very fitting that he says this about stealing people's freedom as he's looking at a room with dead bodies that he killed as like a preteen you know so he said they were wild animals (laughs) which i mean it's it's not wrong 
but and also something else that he said that kind of got me thinking about him being a baby schemer is he's talking about he's been this way since birth. How does he since birth? (laughs) What he said since birth. (laughs) And it's like, how does he know that he was thinking this way since birth, unless he was scheming since then? Unless he was a baby boss. You're right. Like, because um Zeke was even like since birth. And then Aaron's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm not that pathetic little brother that you wanted. Like, I'm not who you were or who you would have been if you were in my shoes. Like, we don't have the same pain. We don't. Since you wanted the lane, not here. (laughs) No, sir. And (laughs) he's like, you're still haunted by your dead father. You're pathetic. And no, he called him. He said, "You are a pathetic man. You are a pathetic man. Your younger brother tells you that. Imagine, imagine." Listen, I if my little brother ever fixed his lips to say something like that, we we don't have this type of relationship. We love one another, <laughs> but that would that's just. And then he backs it up with evidence because their father actually loved them. Like it, it is a little bit ironic, as he pointed out. Yeah. You have to sit back and laugh. Yeah, you really do. So after um, that whole situation, Zeke tells Aaron that he can use a founding power at any time, but he wants to save Aaron. I want to save you. I'm like, who do you think you are? He kind of thinks that Aaron is... I think he thinks Aaron is him. Yeah. Like, that. that's really the only conclusion I can come to. Like, as I watch this episode... Zeke thinks that Aaron is more like him than... Or he's treating Aaron how Grisha treated him. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. He said, I got haze. You're going to get haze, too. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, so that did that after that, that took us to Grisha writing in the basement, writing down his little um, notebook of information where he's basically explaining what's going on outside the walls, how he got to Claire D, you know, the truth, essentially. And so um, Zeke is looking over Grisha's words and he's like, oh, you know, those are mighty boastful, loud words or whatever he said. Um but, you know, he was looking over the words, over the picture of the family and, like, the key. They were showing the key. The key that was obviously going to be very important to Aaron earlier in the show. Um, and then it goes to the memory of the four of them being together, a memory that we're all very familiar with. And, you know, Mikasa lets Grisha and Carla know that Aaron is interested in joining the scouts and of course Aaron's sick because he like you're supposed to keep that a secret and you know Carla started going off like why would you want to do something like that blah 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 
And then Grisha, you know, Grisha was very straight faced and he was like, why, you know, do you want to be in the scouts? And Aaron was like, I want to get outside the walls. You know, I don't want to be stuck in the ignorance of the walls. And, you know, Grisha really didn't have anything to say. Because he's the walls himself. Exactly. And, you know, he really couldn't say anything because he understood what, you know, wanting to be. Because he also, when he, you know, him and his sister went outside the walls, they just wanted to see what life was like outside the walls. So, you know, Grisha is very... Um, he's not a, a stranger to this feeling. And so he really couldn't say anything much to Aaron's uh, mother's sadness. But, you know, Grisha was just like, I'm going to tell you some more when I come home from this trip. And Aaron's like, oh, yes, I get to finally find out what's in the basement. And what's so crazy is Grisha ain't going on nobody's trip. <laughs> like, cuss the next scene of him going to the... Uh, rice family basement i was about to say he did go to a basement though (laughs) (laughs) but he was supposed to be going to work (laughs) oh he he showed went to work he oh yeah definitely this was definitely um like bring your sons to this whole episode was bring your sons to work that oh because that next episode when he got down there and honestly this is this this scene right here is what fucked me up during the episode because that's when I realized because I was thinking like if Zeke and Aaron were really there when all this happened in season one and season two like if they were there when this really happened then that means that our original recollection of events is not necessarily true and Mm -hmm. then we get into this and we see Grisha, he's down there to go kill the royal family and steal the Falcon Titan. But over the course of it, as he's explaining everything, like he's explaining how the attack Titan has its own separate powers. Um, and that the attack Titan can see the future pretty much. And he he cracks under the pressure. Like what we were told is that Grisha. He went down there to steal the Founder Titan. That had pretty much been more or less his goal since uh, the Owl sent him to Parody. Mm-hmm. And which, hope oh, raises some question, but that had more or less been his mission the whole time. But then when he gets down there, and when it's time for him to turn into a Titan and steal the Founder Titan, take out the family, it doesn't happen. Like, he is about to stab himself and he's just like I can't do it like this is too much for me I can't kill these kids I can't I just can't do it and in the twist so are you saying that you think Aaron was there the whole time that's the only reason why he went forward with it to begin with yes yes okay that's what I, I'm I think you have a point there mm-hmm. um because like you know how like the whole if and I mean there's a bunch of different theories about time traveling but like the theory where you can't change something that happened in your past because then the future that you're living wouldn't be that future Mm -hmm. it'd be a different future right that kind of means that Aaron can't have changed what happened there like Aaron that means Aaron was always there that way Aaron created his own future essentially Mm -hmm. Aaron told Grisha like 
hey, stop being a little punk, turn into a titan, and go steal the founder. Like, screw the royal family. They don't care about it. And you can kind of see when, um, I don't remember her name, but when Miss Queen Rice was talking, and she and she was affected by Grisha's words, and Grisha was like, you got to do something about the titans. But then the king in the walls took over her eyes and everything. He was like, yeah, that ain't happening. Eldians need to suffer. You could see Aaron getting upset. And not only could you see Aaron getting upset, but the way that Aaron just went up and was like, screw all these people, kill them, do what you came here to do, do what. And this is where, like, I think Aaron has been around for all the attack titans. Like, I think he was whispering in the owl's ear, too. I think he was whispering in probably whoever had the attack titan for his ear. That way they could get to this one singular point where Aaron gets the attack titan and Aaron can do what Aaron wants to do. Because he's, he was talking about you want to avenge uh, your sister from getting eaten by dogs and you want to avenge your comrades and all of this stuff. And the, he was tapping into Grisha's pain, really. But it was it was just a little bit too convenient the way that he did it, you know? No. <laughs> so, like, just the way... It was like he almost knew that Grisha was... I see, that's when I'm also kind of clicking. Like, it's like either he knew that Grisha was going to punk out or that was his true reaction to all of that. And he was like, you're not going to punk out. You're going to do this. And then he made him do it. And either way, Aaron kind of planned for that already. Like, he, he, he was in his head. He was like, okay. I need to make Grisha do this. I need to make Grisha bend to my will. That way I can get what I want. That way I can do what I want to do to help all that. Make more sense. Yes, but we're spending a lot of time talking about theory and not talking about the review. True, true. Okay. I'm getting so, sleepy listening to you talk about this. Okay. So, um, yeah, so Grisha uh, ends up killing the whole family and steals the Titan like we know he does. Uh, you get past all of that. And then Grisha is telling, Grisha's in the aftermath and he's crawling out. He's crawling his, out of his Titan and he sees Zeke um, in the memory. And <clears throat> that's when he real and he's distraught because he realizes everything that he did, um, all the people he killed, and that's when he starts talking to Zeke, and he says, "From here on, things won't go your way. Only Aaron gets what he wants." And Zeke is distraught because he's like, "What do you mean by that?" And Chris says that he has seen Aaron's memories too, which means that the Attack Titans all have pretty much the same memory. Uh, but he, everything that Aaron has planned is just way more cruel and inhumane than what Grisha had in mind. So he wants 
Zeke to stop Aaron and stop Aaron's uh, dreams from coming true. Uh, and as he's going through all of this, he hugs Zeke and he apologizes for being quite the terrible father um, and falling ill to all the tropes of being a deadbeat. And Zeke and Grisha have this whole, oh my gosh, I love you moment. And that pretty much ends their trip through the memories. And we flash back and Zeke is put on his butt as Aaron is looking very defiant and very determined for whatever is about to come next. That pretty much takes the episode over. Very much. What do you think that look that Aaron gave at the end was? With the like, I'm pissed or like, I'm going to fuck you up when I get out these chains. Both. Okay. <laughs> I feel like it was both. He, he was definitely looking at Zeke like, one, you drug me through all of these memories. And mm-hmm. I ain't got time for that. Two, you got me cha- up here chained up. You think that whatever you think is going to happen is going to happen. And it's not. Mm-hmm. And three, I think it was because Zeke is sitting down so I kind of think it was like a I'm in control type of way you know mm-hmm. what were you getting from it the same and I thought he was out of the chains but you couldn't really tell just on the anime but mm-hmm. you can tell from the manga yeah yeah you can um, want to get into the manga yeah cool so well, I didn't really find many differences. It was pretty much comparative, just you know, like we always say, language changed a little bit. Um, like one of the things when he saw Frida talking about, you know, the founding power and how they don't that you know they got to do the atonement and all that stuff. He was like, "See, I would want to be friends with a girl like that." Right, that's how he put it in the manga, but you know he didn't say that in the anime. He's like, we have the same ideas in the anime, but you know he was more jokey, jokey in the manga. Yeah. Oh, uh, and which chapters was it the manga? One twenty, one twenty one. Correct. And like half of each. Mm, it was like three fourths of one twenty, and like half of one twenty one. Yeah, so I'm like you, I didn't really notice too much else that was different um, between the two other than the aforementioned things. Um, I did think that like the way that it was um, animated uh, in comparison, like it does, like even though we can't see if uh, Aaron is still chained up necessarily in the anime, um the details that the manga does show um are because like you know how you like when you read a manga you have to look at like you have to examine each panel i didn't hear what you said it sounded like you cut out um the manga with how the manga you have to kind of examine each panel Mm -hmm. in order to see like what action is going on Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like we got enough of some of those scenes 
um, with the anime, but I know the anime is more in action. It's stiller, but I really did appreciate in the manga, like how when um, Frida, that's the Rick. Mm -hmm. So like when um, the whole scene with Frida and everything, like, and maybe it's because I took my time reading, but like it looked very more, she looked more contemplative um, when she was hearing um, Grisha beg for the founder to do something before mm. he had to kill the founder. So I just mm. I do like those little details in the manga. I do wish we got a little bit more of it in anime, but I totally get why we don't. Well, I think it was very much intentional in the manga because her the vow started taking over once Grisha started speaking. So I think it was probably just moving really too fast in the anime for us to catch that. I do think it's um, really cool how Aaron's been the puppet master this whole time, though. Um, and Ooh. it's... I mean, at least for this part of the series. And I mean, if we say that this part of the series is earlier, for most of the series, like, I just... I, <clears throat> how it is displayed in the manga because uh, definitely in uh, the anime is a lot less certain but how it's displayed in the manga it really looks like Aaron is at least to me it looks like Aaron is in full control and I really just kind of like how that looks uh, in the manga. or at least the feel mm. okay is there anything else uh, no, no, not for the manga. Okay. And we didn't really have much Titan activity this week. Um, So did you have a Titan of the week or did you have anything that you want to discuss about Titans this week? Um, The thing, I don't have, really have a Titan of the week. I mean, mostly because we would kind of have to pick Grisha. Um, mm -hmm. And I... I'm not giving Grisha any kudos. Uh, he's still on the top bad anime fathers list for me. So, uh, yeah. What I did want to kind of discuss, you know how they said that the Attack Titan has its own secret power, right? And the Found mm -hmm. Titan didn't know about that power. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that we've seen any of the other powers for any of the other Titans? Like their extra secret power or whatever? I feel like that would be a whole episode of us just theorizing what they possibly could be because ultimately it's like, do they even know what all their Titan can do once they become a Titan? Like, you know, Aaron didn't even know he was a Titan. So it's like, you know, if how do people who don't even know they have these powers know if what the secret powers are? So it's just one of those things I don't know if it's because Aaron is ultimately the last attack Titan. Maybe he got the got the you know the T on what his power was, but you know, for everybody else is like, do this information get passed down every time the Titan goes to another person? You know, so I don't know. Yeah, that is something to consider. Uh, but I'm just really curious, like what if the car titan can actually fly you know like it's crazy thing yeah. 
But that, might, yeah. that would be an episode. Huh? That would be a whole episode. That would be. We should do it. <laughs> the Titans, secret powers. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you have any predictions for next week? Well, predictions, I would say based off the previews for next week, I would say that it looks like we're going to get a backstory of what the truth of the 2000 year history of the Titans are and, you know, get more concrete evidence of how we got to where we are. Yeah. So maybe some of our questions will be answered. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, hopefully. I kind of think that Aaron's going to fuck Zeke up. <laughs> Just because, like, we've seen Aaron have that look in his eye before. And mm-hmm. when he has that look in his eye, it's not pretty. Yeah, I don't think Aaron will do that. If anybody got smoked with Zeke, it's Levi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Levi still hasn't got his. Mm hmm. And Levi deserves. Uh, mm-hmm. I, hope, I hope Levi is doing all right. I do too. But he will haunt you, so he's not down and now. Yeah, that's that's a fact. If anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. Agree. But um, that's a good episode. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for next week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I kind of I'm I'm wondering how long this half of the season is gonna be because it's been what four weeks already and it just feels like if it's gonna be 17 episodes again. 13 more only 16. Or 16 episodes again. That means we have 12 more episodes. And a lot can happen 12 episodes, clearly, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it feels like crunch time almost. Well, it kind of is. Yeah. Can't wait till they get my heart racing again. Kind of does not feel like they're going to be able to put everything into these last 12 episodes. Yeah, which is why I hope it's more selfishly. But uh, where can the people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Prima Yana and you can find me on Kinda Complicated Podcasts where I talk about cool shit. My next episode next week is going to be about sex and shame so stay tuned for that. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me everywhere at Chuck underscore mate underscore um, yeah. Mm. You can also find me on Cash App at Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we'll, we'll include that in the link. <laughs> we'll include well, that. It's on my, it's on my, uh, if you go to my Twitter page, it's in my little link tree. So you'll be able to send that quickly. Um, if you want some feet pics, you know, let, let your girl know. Um, <laughs> and you can find us at black on titan aot at gmail.com. You can send us the messages or questions or, you know, whatever. And rate us five stars. Yes, uh, definitely. Don't be a flock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and shout out to all of our listeners. Shout out to you. Day ones, yeah. the day, today's. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we couldn't have a podcast if nobody listened to it. So we, that's not true. true. We could definitely have a podcast if people didn't listen to it. It just wouldn't be as fun if people didn't listen to it. <laughs> Our podcast, not like a tree in the middle of the woods. That's <laughs> around here. Did you make a noise? Some people just like to hear themselves talk. Okay. I mean, that's clear with all these dudes that be having podcasts about nothing. About nothing. Oh, that's a whole episode in itself, too. Mm-hmm. You can check out me on Kind of Complicated. First episode, we kind of talked about that. So, so yeah, uh, definitely go Shameless check out. Plug. It's hey, you should never be ashamed of plugs anyway. So, Go check out Kind of Complicated. Uh, hit us up. And thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Catch you next week.